Hi everyone, hope you're well. In today's podcast we're going to discuss religion and we're going to start by defining religion after which we'll look at how the two dominant schools of thought in sociology, functionalism and conflict theory interpret the role of religion in society. So first of all we can say that religion refers to a collection of beliefs, norms and practices which make reference to sacred objects and deities. Religion is also a very important social institution, society, as it reflects our membership and participation in moral community, and it also has significant influence over a wide range of other social institutions in society, such as the legal system and the education system. Sociologists are interested in religion as it's a part of every culture. It plays a really important role in social change. It contributes efforts to resolving social issues and problems, and obviously it also creates and sustains conflicts and other social problems in society. So, given that religion is a extremely controversial topic, it's important to stress that sociologists generally remain neutral as to whether religious doctrines are true or not, or whether a religion is superior to another. This is not to say that this debate is not important or it's not interesting, it's simply to say that the style of intellectual inquiry that sociology practices generally prefers trying to assume a more neutral and objective stance when studying religion in society. Now, as we mentioned before, there are two dominant perspectives on religion society, the functionist viewpoint and the conflict viewpoint. The functionist understanding of religion was shaped by the work of the French sociologist Emile Durkheim, who argued that all societies make distinctions between the realm of the sacred and the realm of the profane. And indeed, Durkheim defined religion as a unified system of beliefs and practices with respect to sacred things which unites individuals in the membership of a single moral community. Durkheim stressed that religion has several beneficial impacts on society. It can help provide answers to the existential challenges that people face. It can provide consolation in times of hardship. It provides people with a coherent sense of community belonging, a sense of direction and purpose in their lives. It places more restrictions on people's behaviour, forcing them to act in a pro-social way, and it can also assist the maintenance of social order and stability, and of course, it can also be a driver of social change. On the other hand, as the functionists acknowledge, there are also significant dysfunctions of religion. You can see how religion historically has been used as a means to justify persecution of outgroups or other minority groups, and to justify religious warfare and religious terrorism. The second dominant perspective on religion, conflict theory, derives from the work of Karl Marx and Max Weber. Marx used the famous metaphor, the opium of the people, to describe the social impacts of religion society, and he argues that religion is fundamentally exploitative in a number of different ways. Firstly, religion serves to justify the social status quo by treating it as being natural or inevitable. So you can think of the doctrine of the divine right of kings, you know, the proposition, which was quite dominant even 
into the nine, uh, sorry the twentieth century. If you look at the example of Tsarist Russia, for example, that um, kings have a natural right, a God-given right, to ru- uh, to rule, and the people beneath them have a God-given duty to obey. Secondly, religion offers people the false consolation, according to Marx, that even if they are suffering tremendously in this life because of the capitalist system, as Marx would stress, ultimately religion teaches them that they will experience eternal bliss in heaven, in an afterlife. And Marx argued that this mentality had a fundamental dismotivating effect on challenging the system. Why bother? if you're going to die and go to eternal paradise. And lastly, religion can lead members of the working class to engage in conflict with each other due to differences of religious belief. And this is a problem because, you know, this tendency for people to engage in conflict along religious lines can really be exploited cynically by political elites as part of a divide-and-conquer strategy of working-class people. But Marx's depiction of religion as a fundamental conservative social force was strongly disputed by Max Weber, the German sociologist. Ironically, Weber contended Marx failed to realise that the emergence of capitalism was largely driven by changes in religious ideology. Weber argued in his famous book, The Protestant Ethic and the Spirit of Capitalism, that the emergence of Calvinism, a sect of Protestantism, was pivotal to the emergence of capitalism for a number of reasons. Firstly, the Calvinists subscribed, pardon me, to the really radical notion of predestination, which held that God has ultimately predetermined who will go to heaven or who will go to hell from the very moment of our conception. Unfortunately, though, as an individual, you would not know your fate until you reach the pearly gates of heaven or the punishment pits of hell. And Weber argued that this doctrine generated huge psychological anxiety, which is perfectly understandable. But this led to the Calvinists believing that they have a moral duty to demonstrate in their earthly lives that they are one of God's chosen and that they should live their lives as if they were predestined to go to heaven. And they could demonstrate their moral worthiness by working hard, by not wasting time, and by practicing frugality, because idleness and ostentatious spending were signs of moral corruption. This pattern of behavior, Faber noted, was precisely the set of attitudes needed for the expansion of capitalism, as Calvinism increasingly made people think that they had a moral duty to save and to reinvest in order to acquire greater wealth. So Calvinism was distinctive because it really valued individual effort, the achievement of self-discipline, self-improvement, self-sacrifice, which are essential for successful capitalist entrepreneurship. This might sound strange to us, but you need to also recall that much of traditional Catholic religious thought has been very hostile to the pursuit of wealth. Wealth was seen as polluting the soul. In short, therefore, we can see that while Marx contended that religion stifles social change, Faber insisted that Marx was actually incorrect. Now, of course, both sociologists make valuable points. Religion can simultaneously be a barrier and enabler of social change. This is what makes the topic of religion so interesting and so often extremely frustrating. 
So thanks for listening. I hope you found that useful.